Worthy Radio, and I am so excited about this subject today, From Slave Girl to Queen, When a Woman Leaves Behind That Limited Thinking and Rises Again in Her Personal Power. The reason I'm so excited about this, this is actually my second time teaching this. I had the privilege and the honor, the extreme honor of teaching this uh, for Bishop T.D. Jakes and First Lady Sarita Jakes at their God's Leading Lady Conference Series, and it was just a blessing. It connected with so many women. It connected with me. Um, There was a lot of healing and breakthrough and just clarity that came out of this teaching on so many levels, and so I hope it blesses you in the same exact way, but I want to talk about the difference between the slave mentality, really, is what we're talking about, our thinking You know, one of my favorite authors, Miriam Williamson, says that in every moment, a woman has a choice between being a slave girl or being a queen. And so this has nothing to do with history or background. We can be in slavery and in bondage at any time to our own limited thoughts, to our own fears, to our own resentments, to our own bitterness, to our own unforgiveness, or we can be in freedom walking in our power, walking in our faith, walking on our expanded expectations, walking in new beliefs. Ladies, I do not believe that life happens to us. I believe that life flows through us. And so if you look around at your life and it's not mirroring the truth of your heart and showing you what you believe you desire, then it is really time to examine your beliefs because our beliefs are shaping our reality. They are shaping our expectations. They are shaping our faith. And therefore, they are shaping our world. And that slave plantation, that fear-based mentality can creep in and limit us at any time. So we were born to be queens, to rule, to govern, to live in peace and abundance and in clarity. And that's how queens roll. So we are going to talk about the difference between the slave girl and the queen and how to regain your power and sit back on the throne of your life, not tossed to and fro by circumstances and just kind of all over the place, but really in a place of calm, centered confidence and knowing. Does that sound good? That sounds good to me. So, you know, if it's going to be a woman who gets it done, it's going to be the queen because she's really the only one courageous enough to step fully into her destiny. So I want to talk a little bit about life in the slave camp. You know, you can look around at the environment of competition. I, I heard some ladies say, oh, you know, I was, I was somewhere recently where women were talking about how difficult it is for women to get along. Women are competitive. Women are catty. And I thought to myself, wow, that is still that slave men- mentality. You know, fear, competition, comparison, judgment, criticism, negativity, all of that comes from this fear of there not being enough. And that really is a diminished mentality. That is when we are enslaved to a system of thought that is not really the truth. I mean, I go to the Griffith Park Observatory sometimes here in Los Angeles just to remind myself of God's abundance. I go out to the beach, you know, to remind myself of God's abundance. When you look at the limitlessness of nature and of this world, you know there are no limits. There are no limits. There is just, we can't even fathom how much is out there. And yet when we become enslaved to the thought systems of this world, there's not enough. We got to get there first. We got to beat somebody out of that competition, fear-based mentality will really limit us from seeing the beauty of life and it'll cause us to resent 
the shine of other women because we have forgotten our own light. You see, when you're shining, you are not threatened by the light of another woman. As a matter of fact, the light of another woman makes you shine better and brighter. It makes your shine glossier and prettier. So you're not threatened by it. You're inspired by it. You're encouraged by it. So that's one of the differences and you know, between the slave plantation mentality, the slave mentality and the queen mentality. The queen sees abundance. The slave mentality sees lack and loss and, you know, the queen sees limitless potential. And so because she knows who the king is, she knows who the source is and that source is unlimited. So let's talk a little bit about what that slave looks like. You know, a lot of times when we're enslaved in that mentality of fear, our head is down, our back is hunched, our world is small, it's limited, it's hard, but the queen is resting. You know, her head is lifted. Her life is huge. And it's marked by this inner peace of knowing that the source of good, God, who governs her life, is leading her from glory to glory, from good to good. There is no guilt. There is no condemnation. There is no kind of, oh, I'm just this lowly, unworthy thing. You know, there is a sense of knowing that there was a high price paid to be here. And so that price is honored when we give back the fullness of what God deposited in our lives, the genius, the brilliance, the calling, the voice. The queen is not afraid of her voice. She doesn't shrink her voice. She doesn't lose her voice. She uses her voice to impact and build and expand and increase the lives of others. I pray all the time, God, let everybody I come in contact with feel increased by me. I want to increase people. I want to expand them. I want to add value to their lives because the more I add value to other people's lives, the more it comes back to me. You get out what you put out. And so if you're sowing and you're giving and you're believing that you add value, then all of that is just coming right back to you. So the masters of the slave camp mentality are really fear. You know, they're really fear. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of little small dysfunctional stories going on that are all keeping that queendom far away. They're keeping that big story, that big calling, that big purpose at bay while the slave camp girl is busy fighting all these little battles that don't mean anything. And so it's so important to recognize when these two mentalities are battling against each other and really to give voice, give rise to the queen. So there are three jailers that keep the slave girl from reclaiming her queendom. One is fear. You know, it keeps her in her comfort zone. And greatness always requires that we step outside of what's familiar. The second thing that keeps a slave girl down is that old story. You know, the victim, what happened, the disappointments, the old unfulfilled desires. We've all had those. When you are finding your way back home, when you're finding your way back to your rightful throne, you have to fight some battles. You have to go through some things, but the queen keeps her eyes on something bigger, something bolder, something beyond that old story. So when I was in the slave camp and my victim mentality, trust me, I knew how to tell that story. Oh, I knew how to tell that story. I would tell it again and again and again and again till I got sick of myself telling the story. So if we want to stay down, if we want to stay limited, if we want to stay small, all we have to do is keep telling that old story. And then the third thing that keeps us in that slave camp is unworthiness. 
You know, I think some people get off on that. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I don't deserve it. I'm a lowly, filthy rag, a dirty worm. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. I don't think it's honoring. I don't think it's honoring to the king or to the price that was paid for our lives. And so we are enough. When we show up in the fullness of who God created us to be, we have more power than we could ever imagine. Our beliefs shape our reality. The unworthy woman doesn't expect much. So she doesn't get much, but the woman who believes in her value, who believes in the price paid, who believes in the gifts and the callings and the beauty that was placed in her life, her value, her expectations increases. The slave girl lets somebody else determine her price. She lets others determine her worth. The queen knows her worth and she rises in it daily. And because she walks in that, she sets a standard for the way men treat her. She sets a standard for the way other people treat her. Listen, when I was single, I knew my value. I knew my worth. So men couldn't get over on me. I knew exactly who I was called to be. And I knew that I was worth waiting for. I knew that I was worth pursuing. I knew that I was worth cherishing. I didn't go in, you know, looking for scraps. I used to do that. I used to be with those kind of men where I was in that slave plantation mentality where I would take their little scraps and I knew I was hungry for a meal. But when you're a queen... You rest and you know your value and you let things come to you. So, you know, some of the differences in the mentalities is really about blame or personal power. It's really about strength and powerlessness. Sometimes when we're in that slave girl mentality, we always think the answer is outside of us, but the queen knows it's within. The slave girl is always waiting on a rescue. She's waiting on somebody to come save her. But the queen knows that she has to rise up in courage, rise up in wisdom, and chart her course of her destiny. The slave girl neglects her needs. She doesn't take care of herself. She's hunched over, taking care of everybody else. But the queen knows that because she's been called to abundance and prosperity and to her calling, she has to take care of herself. Because if she doesn't, she can't give what she doesn't possess. A lot of times the slave girl neglects her own heart. She diminishes her heart. She loses her voice. She doesn't listen to that still small voice of saying, I want more. I want better. This isn't right. But the queen honors her heart. She knows when she feels good. She knows when she feels bad. And she knows when something is bringing joy and value into her life and when it's diminishing and taking away from her life. And so, you know, she doesn't settle. The slave girl settles for less. She takes just enough to get by. But the queen understands that everything God created is made to flourish. Everything God created is made to grow. Everything God created is made to increase. And so the queen wants more and doesn't have a problem asking for more or feeling worthy of more. Because if we are in God's design, then we're supposed to grow and desire increase. Everything God made grows. So, you know, slave girls blame. Queens take self-responsibility. Slave girls are paralyzed by fear. But queens, you know, they face that fear and they keep rising in courage. Slave girls hide, you know, they diminish, they shrink, but queens shine. When a queen shines, she gives queens, uh, other queens permission to shine. Just like the, the other quote by Miriam Williamson, you know, when you rise in your shine, you liberate other people to do the same thing. I love women who walk in their fullness. I love women who own their space. I love women who humbly accept the beauty and the grace and the calling of God on their lives because 
They give me permission to think bigger. They give me permission to live in a more full and abundant way. So, you know, slave girls throw pity parties, but queens host royal balls. Slave girls are driven, but queens are called. And so there's a different governing of the life, of the mentality of when we are ruled by fear, when we're enslaved to the systems of thought of lack of this world versus when we are in touch with our royal heritage, with the fact that we were created to rule and govern in peace and in wisdom and power and prosperity and abundance. So there's a couple of requirements for a queen to reenter her, her queendom. So let's talk about that. One of them is surrender. You know, surrender is not an ugly word. It's a beautiful word. It's actually when we come to the end of ourselves so that God can begin. We come to the end of our own strength and power and we tap into one that's unlimited. Another thing that a queen is marked by is humility. She understands that there is something bigger than her. She understands the necessity to be true to who she is. Humility is the root word of humility means that it's of the earth. It's real. It's authentic. So a queen walks in the truth. She walks in her authentic voice, her authentic calling. She honors her heart. The third requirement is trust. Trusting that what we're holding on to by fear in a slave camp, there's something so much bigger out there than what we're holding on to. And so there's an empire. There's a life beyond what we see right now. And, you know, the queen recognizes when God is calling her out of exile. You see, that exile was for a moment. That sorrow that you suffered was temporary. The isolation, the loneliness, the misunderstanding, all of that, that old story was a part of the journey of coming back home to the truth of who you already are. You can leave the story behind and the slave camp. You can leave the fear driven, competitive, lack type of world behind. You already possess the heart of a queen. And now it's time to rise in freedom and truth. It's time to stop the toiling and the striving and really to begin receiving and arriving. You know, when a queen rises up, She becomes a mirror to other slave girls. She becomes a reflection to the greatness and the light that's locked away within them. She reflects the beauty of a woman whose heart is at rest. I've always said the most beautiful woman in the room is a woman who is walking in the sacredness of her calling. She is the woman who has really settled her soul level question with God. The most beautiful woman in the room is resting in the truth of who she is. She's at ease with herself. She's not searching. She's accepting. She already is whole. She already is complete. She already is lacking nothing. The queen is not superior. The queen is not better than. The queen is complete. She's resting in the truth of her original design. She's not trying to prove something that already is. She's trusting God. She's accepting the love that governs her life. And she's allowing that love and power to lead her life. So remember, ladies, at every moment, like the quote by Miriam Williamson, we have a choice. Slave girl or queen, fear or love, lack or prosperity, abundance of beauty or loss and regret. 
We have a choice to be in the now or to be in the old story. We have a choice to be in power or to be in blame. We have a choice to be in fully actualized in our faith or to be lost and disconnected by fear. And God is calling us to rise. He's calling us to rise above the old story, above the small petty dramas, and to step into the glory of our calling. I'm speaking to queens. And so I just want you to know that I love you. I'm inspired by your journey. I had to leave the slave camp and reclaim my queendom. And I hope that you are already on that journey. If you're not already in the queendom, you are on your way. It's a choice. It's a decision that you're going to live the truth of your design rather than diminish and shrink and live less than. So God bless you. I want to hear from you. And please reach out to me, shannonyvettanner.com. Let me know how you're liking the radio programs. Also sign up for our mailing list so you can always be in the loop. We're always doing trainings and just want to keep in touch with you. But God bless you, ladies. It's time to rise and shine. Amen. Talk to you later. Thank you.